Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, we are on day four of our challenge. I'm really excited for today. Yesterday, we talked about the the things that cause sabotage, that keep you um, stuck, keep you from going anywhere, causing you to essentially going, feeling like you're going backwards, right? Feeling like you're making progress and then spiraling out of control. And we talked about some of these, um, some of those things that hold you back. And so um, today we are going to move forward and talk about the myths that you may believe, the stories that you might have, right? Remember we talked about stories and beliefs on day one, the stories and beliefs that you have and how it's keeping you stuck. What we're calling them are our diet barriers, right? Our barriers to being able to step into change. Um, so I love this win Seema feeling very relaxed as diets don't work. Yes. That was the whole goal of this, of this challenge is to see that um, there is another way and there is another way to your goals and it doesn't have to be through, um, through strict dieting practices and all of those things. So let's jump into today. Um, let me organize here. I was organized and then I was looking over my notes here. Okay. So I'm going to first, before we jump in, I want to recap a little bit because this is very, this is very helpful like we talked about yesterday, we're, we're building on each day. So day one, we stepped into this idea that I can, I have, I can learn to trust myself and I can create change from the inside out rather than the outside in. Right. Then the next day we stepped into creating our vision. What do I want this to look like? If I'm not doing it their way now, what do I want to do? Like, how do I want to do it my way? What is What do I want my lifestyle to look like as a woman with food freedom without diets holding me back, right? We may not have that vision because the dieter, the diet industry held that vision for us. And so now you get to lean into what do I want for myself? Then from there, 
we talked about what is it going to look like to kind of start setting ourselves up for success and not getting back into the cycle of sabotage, right? Getting, stepping out of the diet cycle and learning how to make progress on the path without feeling like you're cycling over and over in the cycle of failure, right? The shame cycle, the diet cycle, all of that. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to be covering to help us overcome diet barriers. We're going to be talking about three myths that you may believe stories that you have or have heard, or may have been true in your life. You may have evidence of it in your life that are keeping you stuck from making progress. Because remember, we talked on day one that the stories that we have lead to the beliefs that we believe that lead to the actions we take. If we believe something, we take a particular action based on that belief. Okay. So let me pull up my slides here really quickly. Okay. Share my screen. Diet barrier number one. Food rules keep me safe. Raise your hand if you totally believe that or it has been true for you in the past. We have a very strong story that the, the rules of the diet keep me in control. And when I'm off the rules, when I'm off the diet, I'm out of control. Anyone feel that? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So you guys definitely feel this, this diet barrier. Okay. Number one, this myth, it's a myth. Do you know it's a myth? And here's what we want to talk about this for today. Um, we brought in this concept yesterday of allowing all food back into our lives. And I want to know if some of you thought, well, if I allow food back into my life, I'm for sure going to eat more food. Like those forbidden foods or, or those barriers, those rules are keeping me safe from overdoing it. And this is a big criticism of intuitive eating. I don't know how many of you have heard of intuitive eating. Um, yeah, because I can track. Yeah. Right. You can like monitor everything. So a big criticism of intuitive eating is that it's a free for all approach. Have you heard this before or have you tried it this way? Tried to do intuitive eating, tried to do it that way. And then it, you know, you end up eating all the foods, right? So this is one way that people believe when one form of intuitive eating that, um, some people actually do follow, right. And intuitive eating approach is a free for all approach. Well, I don't want that because I want to lose weight or because I want to, I don't want to gain weight or I, I want to feel healthy. And if I just let myself eat all the foods, I know that I'm going to eat the cookies and the cakes and you know, all of that. Right. So it's good to have these questions. It's good to have these barriers, if you would, to help us better understand. Remember, you came with, you came with a clear plate. 
So now what I want you to do today is take that, take, if it's still on your plate, I want you to try to clear it off because maybe some people teach it that way, but we're not going to teach it all the way today. Okay. So I'm going to stop sharing so you can see my face, but, um, we, we talked yesterday about the concept of the pendulum. Do you remember? I have my makeshift pendulum here. We talked yesterday about the pendulum, right? Um, let me make it semi-decent looking. Um, and what we, what we looked at here was that like the more food rules we have, the more strict we are, the more we set ourselves up for a really strong swing when we screw things up, right? So when we have more food rules, we tend to binge more, right? So the way that we teach the concept of intuitive eating, the way that we understand how to get out of food rules, how to get out of tracking, how to get out of feeling like you have to have really strong um, parameters with food is to understand that there is a happy middle. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I want to go deeper on this concept. Having no food rules does not mean we're all the way over here. Have you thought about it that way for a minute? Having no food rules does not mean that we have to swing all the way over here. Okay, so the myth is I have to have these rules to keep me safe. Well, we don't have to have all these rules over here to keep us safe because they don't actually keep us safe. They swing us all the way over here. So I want you guys to give me a little thoughts about what you have. In, tell me what's going on in your brain. What do food rules look like in here? What do you think? If we're saying you don't have to have any food rules over here, you also don't have to lose all control and eat all the foods, but you're saying allow all foods. Where does, where does the concept of the middle come into play? Oh, I want you guys to think about that for a minute. What do you think about that? This is where we find our happy middle. And it takes some detective work. Okay, portions, I like that. So let's go like a little bit. Um, so portions, this is a perfect example. Perfect example. Portions can be a good thing or they can be a diet thing, right? They can, I'm not going to say good and bad. We don't use like to use those words around here. Portions can be supportive of your goals, nurturing our body. Yeah. I don't want to miss your comments. In fact, I'm going to pull up your comments on here. Um, so portions can be supportive of our goals. They can also be unsupportive toward our goals because they set strict boundaries. But this is great because portions give you potential parameters. 
learning, okay, if I learn that, you know, my body, we teach this in food freedom, but we learn about portion sizes and, and what it means for our bodies and understanding what nutrients, what, how many portions of what nutrients we need each day, um, <clears throat> for our bodies, because it's important to have a knowledge of nutrition and it's important to have an understanding of what foods make you feel good. Right. Annika just said, could your food rule be, I eat foods that make my body feel good. Right. Or quote food rule. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Um, or good comment. You know, it could be something like that. So look, let me do portions and then we can bring in this idea of foods that make my body feel good. Would it make sense to say, I want to feel safe around food. I want to feel satisfied around food. Is it okay for me to try to put the portions on my plate that I think will satisfy me instead of filling my plate and then feeling like maybe I have to stop, even though it's still full. Like as we practice, we can learn these, like we can practice this idea. Maybe I want to try looking at portions. Oh, I know a, a serving of, of protein is a, a size of my palm. So I'm going to put that on my plate. And I know that again, we'll, we teach this in food freedom, but like a fest of vegetables is, is a serving of vegetables. So I'm going to put that on my plate and I'm going to see this and I'm going to say, oh, this is a balanced plate. And it looks like I've got foods on here that is, that are satisfying to me. And that's, answering Natalie's just what you said, learning to nurture our body with the happy middle balance, right? Or, you know, creating this pendulum that says, I want to eat foods that make my body feel good or satisfy me. Satisfaction is an important part of food. We need to feel satisfied. How many of you have eaten a salad on your diet because you're supposed to, and then you finish the salad and you're like, I'm, I still want something like heavy, or I want something like more substantial. I still feel hungry, even though technically I've eaten all my calories. Has anyone done that? Raise your hand. <clears throat> I have absolutely. This was on the diet plan, but I finished it. And even though I met my calorie goal, I wasn't satisfied with it, right? Yeah. And it's because there's this happy middle, the, the pendulum has to be balanced with, you know, feeding, using food to fuel your body, right? Fuel it physically and emotionally. Food is a physical and emotional thing. And it can be a happy thing. So that is our first thing that's holding you back, your diet barrier that's holding you back is that I have to have food rules to keep me safe. Instead, what we're doing here is we're saying, how can I shift from these extreme food rules to finding a balance that supports my lifestyle? Becoming a confident eater and achieving your wellness vision is all about finding that happy middle in the pendulum. So if you, you know, have that story that if I go off the diet, I'm going to swing all the way, you know what, there may be a bit of a bigger swing, especially if you have, um, let's, uh, I should have like bought a pendulum. Um, especially if you have those rules for a long time, or if they're really strict, 
it's okay that you might swing here, but you have tools now and you're kind of learning that you have tools to help you recover and, and, and get here. Okay. We don't have control over, you know, how, how we might learn like the process, right? Everyone's going to learn a little bit differently on their own timeline, but what you're doing as you learn is saying, okay, I'm trying to reach this happy middle and I'm playing the detective role to get me there. You see that? So that is diet barrier. Number one is that food rules keep you safe. They don't keep you safe. They set you up for more sabotage and they set you up for binging, overeating and not feeling safe around food. Okay. Next diet rule barrier. Number two, I need a specific plan to follow. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you need this one. If this has been your story, if this has been true for you, that in order for you to get where you want to go, <clears throat> you need a specific plan to follow. Let me know. And some of you have mentioned, yeah, like I, I'm, I don't want to be exhausted, <laughs> right? Like it, food feels exhausting. It's a lot of work. And here's the truth of the matter. If someone came out with an IV that gave you all your nutrients for the day, they would be really rich, right? They would be very wealthy because a lot of the criticism, a lot of the frustrations I get from women is I just don't want to have to think about food. The reality of life is you have to think about food. It has to be part of your life. It is literally life-sustaining. You will die if you don't have food. So what relationship do you want to have with it? Do you want to have a, a stressful one and feeling like it's overwhelming and it's not, um, it's not fun, it's miserable and I just have to do it? Or do you want it to be a happy part of your life? Maybe not even a big deal in your life, right? It still has to be there. We have to eat multiple times a day, but does it have to cause the stress that it does? No. Not at all. I want to be excited about what I'm eating and enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. So in your vision, remember, let's go back to your vision. I want you to think to yourself for a minute, what might it look like for you to happily exist with food? Um, so this one is an easy answer. <laughs> It's probably an annoying answer, but it's an easy answer here. The more you follow someone else's plan, the less enjoyable food is for you. So if you are following a specific plan, their plan, it's less likely that you're going to enjoy food in your life. But what if we could change our story to say, I know nutrition principles. I learned them in food freedom. I learned them. Like, I know a lot of you probably know some nutrition principles. I know nutrition principles. I'm learning them. I'm building skills. I'm, I'm learning about what my body needs to thrive. 
And I can listen to my body and learn how to give it what it needs. And I can, again, bring this back. Okay, let me stop sharing for a second. Um, I can go from a really, really strict meal plan that I have to follow even if it doesn't satisfy. And I don't have to go all the way over here and eat all the things whenever I want, whenever I want. I can come in here and say, okay, yeah, like I need, I probably need a, a bit of a structured meal plan and some foods that I enjoy and are in alignment with nutrition principles that I've learned and that make me feel good because I've played the detective role and I'm learning things about myself and what I need and when I feel better and when I don't feel as good when I eat certain things, right? You put on the detective hat and now you can happily exist here. Instead of saying, I have to track and weigh and measure everything they tell me and I can't go anywhere. I can't, I can't trust that I'll control my hunger and fullness, right? To hear, I honor my hunger and fullness. I know what it looks like to maintain my weight through consistent honoring of hunger and fullness. I know what it looks like to step into weight loss and what it feels like to have, you know, a feeling of slight deprivation in sustainable weight loss mode rather than I'm so deprived I can't handle life, right? Are you guys catching, are you catching my drift here? Are you, are you seeing these changes? These, these mindset shifts. So the diet industry wants you to believe that you need a plan. You need something to follow because guess what that does? It keeps you coming back for more. It adds to their bottom line, right? They don't have our best interests in mind. I know that there's some good, you know, well-intentioned things out there and people and all of that. But if you can get to a place where you can intuitively understand what it looks like for you to have structure, food structure in your life with food freedom, that's your happy middle. Yes, it feels a lot better. Yeah. And again, remember, this is a practice. This is a practice. This is something you practice. Our all or nothing thinking says, well, if I screw up once, I've sabotaged, right? I have to do this perfectly. Nope. That's not what this looks like. Okay. I promise I would make this training a little shorter today. And now I just, I'm just chatting. Um, okay. Number three, last one. <clears throat> okay. Number diet barrier. Number three. No pain, no gain, or as some may say, loss, right? No weight loss. If it's not painful, it's not going to work. Anyone, anyone, raise your hand. If I'm not starving, it's not working. If it's not miserable, it's not working. Weight loss is hard. Weight loss is painful. Weight loss maintenance is painful because I got to keep going on the diet. What do you guys think? Yeah, you're feeling it. Here's what I want you to know. Write this in your notes, whatever. The less painful it is, the longer you will stick with it. <clears throat> 
I used to feel do and do this, but I just won't or can't anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Let me read that again. The less painful it is, the longer you'll stick with it. Do you remember on day one, we talked about um, people change when they feel good. Your change will only last if you feel good performing the behaviors that sustain your lifestyle. So if we're miserable following their plan, that's not going to last very long. I'm going to say 100% of the time. <laughs> it's not going to last very long. And I want to share a couple stories from some food freedom students because this tends to be a very similar sentiment. Um, the longer I need to follow the plan, the pain comes. Yeah. Um, it, one of the biggest things that um, when we, you know, work on healing that relationship with food, we work on creating these sustainable habits that support the lifestyle that we want to live. I get message after message of women saying, I'm losing weight and it's not that hard. Do you believe that's possible for you if weight loss is your goal? We are not here to say that weight loss should be everyone's goal. It's some, and it's, and some we need to, maybe it's, you know, coming to love and acceptance for our bodies. But I want you to think for a minute, do you believe that weight loss or change in some way that you want doesn't have to be hard? It doesn't have to be painful. No, it's not. What do you mean by that? If you are in alignment, you have a good relationship with food. You have a good relationship with your body. You're nurturing it. You're doing habits that support what you like to do. If you don't want to be a runner, we're not going to be doing running habits, right? But someone out there will say running is the best form of weight loss. It burns the most calories, right? I mean, we've heard these stories before. So I want you to think about that. We have stories of women that say, the more enjoyable it is, the better I feel, the more I, more I last with it. It's not easy to lose weight. So yeah, that's like a story that we have that it hasn't been easy in the past, right? Because the story is, the belief is that there's if there's no pain, there's no gain. I don't get to where I want to go without pain. And, you know, we can say there's a level of commitment and there's a level of, you know, working toward the things that we want, right? There are times where we have to make investments, right? Investments of time, investments of energy, um, investments of money, like all of those things, but those things support your vision and they're, they, they're enjoyable. They get to be part of it. So your affirmation today is 
I am capable of meeting my body's needs without feeling out of control. I am capable of meeting my body's needs without feeling out of control. Do you believe that? Based on kind of what we've been working on this week, does that feel doable to you? Does that feel like something that's achievable for you? And what do you need to do to step into that, to feel that? It feels like a powerful thing to shoot for. Yeah. It doesn't have to be truth for you right now. Remember, you have a lot of evidence that those, these barriers are truths in your life. You've seen them play over and over again. And so what you've done is we've stepped, we've taken one step out of that diet cycle and we've built on and we've given you ways to help you keep going without having to go back in it. And sometimes it is a step of faith and practice. You guys have been sharing with me in the group. I, I listened to my hunger. I didn't eat an extra snack tonight because I realized I wasn't hungry. Like these things work when we start to listen and we change our mindset because the ripple effect here is then we change our actions. So your homework, where'd it go? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> this is our, our example. So it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, the inside out approach, right? We're changing these stories and these beliefs and thus it's going to change our action. My story before and my belief was I have to track, I have to follow a perfect plan in order to not lose control. Well, my new story is I can learn to listen to my body with learning nutrition strategies and hunger and fullness principles and skills. And um, I can listen to my body using those things. So then I take action on that. I stop when I'm full. I eat when I'm hungry. I create a balanced plate, right? I find my happy middle in the pendulum. That's the inside out approach. So your day for homework, like we just did yesterday, because I don't want to overwhelm you. I know that sometimes we see this and we're like, okay, I got to change all three. (laughs) No, you don't. You don't have to change them overnight. Pick one of those stories that's strongest for you or one that feels like maybe the lowest barrier to being able to change. And I want you to practice. Practice using your stories approach, right? Practice changing that story, changing that belief, and then taking an action based on the story, the new story and the new belief. Does anyone want me to do one for them? Help them walk through it. If you do, put it in the comments and I will help you walk through a scenario if you want me to. easier it is you don't focus on it yeah it's not as uh difficult right um yeah so my, my goal is to really help you guys um take these learnings right take these and then learn how to implement into your life We're not looking to add more things to your plate, to add more, you know, to-do list, but to say, 
based on this lifestyle I'm living and what I want to live, what needs to change? What needs to change in my eating behaviors? I'm already eating. What needs to change in those behaviors, right? I'm already having to, you know, do this. How can I change the approach? And I start with my thoughts, my beliefs, my stories, and it leads me to take different actions and different actions lead to different outcomes. And you're here because you want a different outcome. Okay. So if anyone has a story they want me to work through, I will for them. But tomorrow, be here. Do whatever you can to be here life because we're going to be putting this all together. We're going to be, we're going to be creating the big picture, right? We're going to um, build, we're taking everything we've learned and like creating that big picture for you so that you have exactly the steps that you need to take to be where you want to go. Okay. Okay. Um, so be here tomorrow if you can. 11 a.m. Mountain Time. One o'clock Eastern. 11 a.m. Pacific. That's as many as I know. Central's an hour ahead of me. Um, I'm not getting the no pain, no gain. Can you explain a little more? Like, what do you what do you mean you're not getting that? Um, okay. So I'll come back to that one. I guess I just need more ideas about what it looks like to be in the happy middle. We've said eat when hungry, stop when full, create a balanced plate. Are there any other ideas? Great question. And my answer is hopefully when you're like, what do you want your happy middle to be? Go back. Your vision will help create your happy middle. So what does it look like when you are living as a woman of wellness, a woman with food freedom? What does that look like? She eats when she's hungry. She listens to her fullness cues. She has nutrition principles she follows. What about movement? How does she move her body? In what way does it, ways does it feel good? How does she support that? What is she what is she doing to nurture her body to change? How does she create structure to help her create a balanced plate? Maybe she learns to plan her menus or her meals in a way that works for her. I, I have a whole meal planning, a mini meal planning thing inside Food Freedom as well. And we, and we talk about that. So like thinking about, um, you know, what does it look like for me to have a bit of flexible structure in some of my plans. We can't just say like, oh, today I want to eat this and I hope it magically appears, right? Like we do need some preparation work. So what does that look like without swinging all the way to the end of like, this has to be perfect, right? I'm envisioning like, I used to do this all the time. So if anyone else is in this boat, I, I remember so well, I would like pre-portion everything out. I would like, you'd like pre-make it and pre-portion it and and they'd be pre-made. And by like Wednesday, I would not want to eat that same food again. And I also learned something about myself that I actually um, really like foods that are cooked the day of. Like I don't, I don't love to like cook it and then reheat it quite as much. Um, and so to think about reheating every one of my meals each week was like, no, but 
there was also a time in my life where things were a little bit busier and I had to be a little bit more structured or um, there was a time <laughs> when I was pregnant with my daughter and I could not smell food in the house. And I had to like get some pre-made meals for my family because I, there was no way we were cooking any sort of meat, right? Like meet yourself where you are, the season that you're in and find where that happy middle comes in. Create your happy middle. Does that help? Does that give you some ideas? Um, I'll just go back and listen to that section again. <laughs> That's fine too. Um, but just think about it. Think, let me go back to that. No pain, no gain. Um, because let's think about that. Think about it this way. If something is painful for you to get started and to do so to get started and to keep doing, how long have you pursued it? It's usually, we're always looking for an out in that situation right? So I only have to do this for 30 days or 60 days or, or whatever, and then I can get out. And the problem is, is a lot of times when that happens, we don't know what to do when we're out. So that progress that we made in there, we don't know what to do with it because we, in our brains was like, I'm out of this. And so that's what the diet industry is kind of training us to do is like, you know, I've got to just suck it up basically for 30 days or whatever. I've got to just go all hard, get the motivation, get the willpower to really, really go with the intention that there is an out. And the truth is there's not an out in your life, in your lifestyle. There's not. We have to live our lives. We have to show up for them every single day. How do you want to do it? Do you want it to be painful every day? Do you want to enjoy it every day? So hopefully this was helpful. I'm sorry. I definitely went longer than I thought I was going to. You guys are just, we're having so much fun. <laughs> you have some really good comments, some really good questions. I am going to keep it a little short so that um, I know, I know sometimes on this day of the week, people feel like they're a little bit behind or trying to catch up. And I want to give you guys some, some of that time to do that. Um, so if you want to work through any of those stories, put it in the Facebook group. I will be in there. I'm in there every day. I'm responding to every single comment. If I miss one, tag me in it again. I'm trying to catch every single comment. I'm here to respond to you, to help you work through things. So if something on today's training, you know, if you're trying to work through something, let's talk through it. Let's work through it. I'm happy to do that with you. Um, so thank you so much for joining me for day four. Tomorrow's our last day. We've got another giveaway. I'm really excited to be sharing with you just this. We're, we're just going to be putting it all together and like, where do we go from here? And, and what does it look like to, to find that happy middle, to find that lifestyle wellness that we want, that happy enjoyment part of it. Okay. So have a lovely rest of your day and we will be back for our last day of training tomorrow. Same time, same place. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. 
If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.